Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 203 of the Scripture Study Podcast. Thanks for joining us as we begin our study of July the 20th to July the 26th, covering Alma 36 to 38, Look to God and Live. And today we're going to cover Alma 36, or at least part of Alma 36, I can be born of God as I am humble and repent. And today we're going to deal with the beginning of Alma's um, explanation or his version of his conversion story to his son Helaman. Uh, At the beginning of uh, his explanation, uh, he says this in verse 1 of chapter 36. My son, give ear to my words, for I swear unto you that insomuch as ye shall keep the commandments of God, ye shall prosper in the land. So clearly... There is a desire of uh, Alma to his son Helaman that he understands the need to rely on the Lord and to keep the commandments. Um, K. Douglas Bassett uh, said this, quote, To understand this promise, we need to define the word prosper in the Book of Mormon context. Certainly, prosperity had to do with the physical and spiritual circumstances of the obedient. But beyond that, it is used in the framework of deliverance. Notice how closely related the ideas of prosperity and deliverance are. The two parallel usage of these two words is not uncommon in the Nephite text. Close quote. I love this because ever since we began studying the Book of Mormon, right at the beginning uh, of the year in First Nephi chapter 1, Nephi writes about how in his uh, part of the book, in the small plates of Nephi, his purpose was to show how God delivered those who kept his commandments, that this deliverance was a theme. And we can see this throughout the stories that we've seen in the small plates of Nephi with Nephi and his family, but also in the large plates of Nephi. We have the example of the people of Alma, uh, the elder. We have the example of the people of King Limhi. We have the deliverance of the Lamanites, such as King Lamoni and King Lamoni's father, from their spiritual captivity, uh, and many, many other uh, examples and stories as well. And here, Alma the Younger is going to share his example of his his deliverance with his son Helaman. And so deliverance is a key factor in our lives as well. Have we sought deliverance from the things that keep us down? Whether they be physical, maybe financial or uh, other things like that, or perhaps of a spiritual nature. I'm sure we all have some sort of captivity that we may be under right now. In Alma 36 verse 3, uh, Alma continues and says this, O my son Helaman, behold, thou art in thy youth, And therefore I beseech thee that thou wilt hear my words and learn of me. For I do know that whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions and shall be lifted up at the last day. Now this is uh, where we are covering today's section, which is I can be born of God as I am humble and repent. Um, I feel that we have a need to recognize that the trust in God that we need um, to have, we need to rely on him. Uh, to support us in our trials. Uh, and no one, again, knows this any more than uh, Alma the Younger does. Paul V. Johnson uh, said this, quote, Our Heavenly Father loves us, and we know that whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions, and shall be lifted up at the last day. Someday, when we get to the other side of the veil, we want more than for someone just to tell us, well, you're done. Instead, we want the Lord to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, close quote. Um, And we can come to understand this and we can come to feel this uh, as we move forward and have trust in God and rely on him. Now, in uh, 
uh, Alma then goes on to uh, share about his experience and how um, how humble he is in recognizing that where he is now is nothing to do with his work and what he's done. He says in verse five, now behold, I say unto you, if I had not been born of God, I should not have known these things, but God has by the mouth of his holy angel made these things known unto me, not of any worthiness of myself. I love this because, you know, we can sit there with our children and we can say, you know, we know these things to be true. This is this is the way is best because, you know, we're your parents and we've been through this experience. But actually, you know, Alma's approach is much different. He's saying, look, I know this is the right way. And I don't know because I've done the, the right things. I don't know this because, you know, I have done things of myself, but it's because God has saved me. And yes, okay, so Alma was the vilest of sinners, you might argue. We might say, well, he's in a bit of a different situation. Uh, perhaps some of us feel that we are an Alma that has been brought back from the brink. But some of us may not feel like Alma in in the sense that we were brought back from a brink. Perhaps we have stayed true to the covenants that we've lived since we were baptized. And, you know, everything has not been easy, but certainly, you know, it's not been a, a similar depths of the sorrow journey that Alma has had. Now, I think that probably applies to very few of us. Certainly, I don't feel it applies to me. But um, even then, you know, I think that we need to understand that, well, it's God that has, has sustained you and helped you to feel that way throughout your life as well. And so that humility uh, is important for every single one of us, no matter who you are or what journey you have had. Um, in verse seven, he then begins, or sorry, really, it's verse six, he begins to talk about his experience. But in verse seven, he talks about the angel and what he, what happened. And he said, and behold, he spake unto us, as it were, the voice of thunder. And the whole earth did tremble beneath our feet. And we all fell to the earth, for the fear of the Lord came upon us. Now, what I have not really ever well, I've not really neglected to realize, but when once reading through some of the resources for this section today, I came across this No Why, number 264 from Book of Mormon Central, and it's titled, Why Are There Multiple Accounts of Joseph Smith's and Alma's Visions? Now, many of you will know that there are multiple accounts of Joseph Smith's first vision, uh, which is the best documented theophany or vision of God in history. And I'm picking out bits from this no why. So I, I, I'm going to share it on the Facebook group because I think it's really interesting. Um, the fact that there are different accounts of the first vision has sometimes been used as a, as a criticism because there are slight de uh, variations in certain events in the first vision. And so some point to that and argue, well, Joseph Smith was making it up. And uh, the fact there's differences shows that there is, you know, that it didn't happen and he's just making it up and he's just forgetting key details. Now, I mean, I've mentioned this before, but the fact that there are variances make it actually more, in terms of historians' points of view, uh, more likely that it's true. If there was an account and it was told exactly the same way, exactly the same time over over decades, then the likelihood is, is that was probably made up and the person's just making sure that um, they can't be, you know, caught in their lies. Uh, but even, th even then, let's have a look at this. Alma's experience... Um, in fact, the, the, the book of the Noah says, Alma's multiple tellings of his conversion story offer several points of comparison with Joseph Smith's multiple tellings of the first vision. Uh, I love this because when you read what uh, Alma says that the angel did uh, in Alma 36, it's very different to what it, it, it is said 
that the that the angel does in Mosiah chapter twenty seven. There are some repetitions uh, which are similar, such as Al, uh, Alma's explanation of uh, being wrapped with eternal torment and then being pained no more uh, once he had been forgiven. Um, but uh, and so there are consistencies, but there are moments where there are differences. Uh, for example, uh, when the angel speaks in Mosiah twenty seven, there is a very clear um, warning from him and we have recorded what the angel said but then when Aaron is telling it to his son Helaman um, he doesn't actually focus very much on what the angel says Um, he basically says that the angel said if thou wilt be thyself be destroyed seek no more to destroy the church of God that's all that Alma explains that the angel said we have a lot more that was different um, or that was added uh, to the Mosiah 27 experience. But that's because Alma is teaching his son Helaman a very important point. He doesn't want to focus on where he, uh, you know, what the angel said in, in regards to how other people had prayed for him, although that I'm sure that would have been important to Alma, uh, or other factors that the angel said. He wanted to focus on telling his son Helaman where he was, you know, what he had to go through to get out of it, and we'll see that in the next few verses. There's a lot of description about how he felt and how he had to be born of God again. And then he talks about Christ. Uh, I'm going to focus on that section of it tomorrow. But I think that that is a really interesting insight into how different uh, the same account can be told in different times. And there'd be variations to it, not because the the account has changed or the the, uh, event was not true, but because there is just a different audience and that it's someone explaining and teaching a specific lesson. And how many times have you done that where you've been through an experience and over time, the experience has slightly changed, either because you're telling it to a different person, so you want to emphasize a certain point, so you focus less on other things, or perhaps you just simply forget, uh, or the experience changes for you over time, or you focus on a different part of the experience uh, 10 or 20 years later, because you realize that actually that part of that experience was a bigger message uh, for you at that moment, rather than when it first happened. Uh, so, you know, I think that that is a wonderful um thing to point out anyway uh we are gonna have to stop there there's a couple more things i wanted to share but as always i'll have to share those tomorrow uh, with what we were going to share tomorrow as well thank you very much for listening today hope you've enjoyed it there's the facebook group church of jesus christ study session with come follow me uh please do share your comments and your thoughts about what we've about what i've studied today with you but also what you've studied uh because obviously i do fully recommend that you, uh, you this is just a supplement to your own studies and i'd love to hear what you've been studying with the come follow me curriculum or anything else for that matter and of course there's the lds study session at gmail.com email which you can let me know if you're interested in joining a, f- in a future podcast episode with me on zoom thank you for listening and until we meet again